How in the H-E double fuck are you? <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> That's one hell of a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's Nikki. And I'm in pain. I'm Tyler. <laughs> this is Paige Turner. And Button Mashers. Oh. today apparently i'm fucking amazing i'm in a lot of pain yeah we were at my parents yeah tyler's parents and safely safely of course and they decided to take two tarps and stake them to the ground put soap on them and use it as a slip and slide yeah that's the american dream right there (laughs) so tyler his brother and his soon-to-be sister-in-law are covered in cuts and bruises and he, he has a hole on his foot yeah like, and my uh, my calves are sore because um you know running i haven't <laughs> run like that in years so i was like it's too hot out i'm gonna sit in the ac okay thanks guys and i was just like oh fuck <laughs> and pain. i spent yesterday morning uh happy belated fourth by the way guys oh yeah um the 5th of July right now, dating this July. one. Yeah. <laughs> and I spent most of, like, all of yesterday morning doing drive-by parades with the fire department. So that was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, but I was hot. I was sweaty. And I was sitting in partial AC. I say partial because the windows were down. Because you got to wave at the people. And we had to wave at the people with our masks on. Of course. Duh. Duh. Anyway, who's ready for a story? Me? Yeah, you ready? That <laughs> was so unsure, but me? Yeah, I am. Me? Who else is going to listen to me? All 20-something of our listeners on <laughs> Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, so this book is The Awakening by Kelly Armstrong. That's a badass name. I know. It's the second that. book in the Darkest Power series. Darkest Powers. Darkest Powers. <laughs> So, where we left off in the last book, uh, Chloe had been betrayed by her aunt, locked in the hospital that Liz was taken to, right. and then summoned Liz. Yeah. Telling her that she had actually died after she arrived to the hospital. Always a good way to start a reunion. Well, Liz didn't take that too well and had disappeared shortly after. Oh, good. Um, so, Chloe was sitting in her room, cell thing. When Davidoff and some blonde that we know to be Tori's mom comes into the room, they want to know where Derek and Simon are, and they can persuade her to help. Where's Derek? (laughs) Where are they? Where's Derek? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, Simon is type 1 diabetic. Oh. He dropped the bag that uh, that they have last time they chased the boys, which has his insulin. Oh. Yeah. Oh, good. So, Chloe then decided to help, kind of. She gave, like, a semi-helpful statement of, like, a rendezvous point um, that she doesn't know where it could be. Yeah. So she's like, I have some ideas, but I don't know. Uh, You better show me instead. They might not come until they see me. They accepted that somewhat fake location, like, some of the (laughs) fake locations that they gave, that she gives them, and then they leave. They're like, good try, but we'll, we'll look on our own. She then decided that she needed to try and contact Liz again. So she meditated, but got a boy? Someone she didn't recognize, but (laughs) based on the description she was given at one point, she could surmise that this boy was at Lyle House at one point, named Brady. 
You know, I wish I could just think and summon a boy sometimes. <sighs> We're in a relationship, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Stop yourself. <laughs> nice to know that this kid also died, by the way. <laughs> yep. Tyler's a little nutty from pain. Anyway. Yeah, it's fine. Not pain pills, just pain. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So she tried to get him to talk, but he really didn't want to when he shifted. Talk, didn't you? <laughs> His voice getting wispier, eyes changing, and heat suddenly radiating off him. Oh. Radiating off of him? That, I yep. said that weird. Then the voice came. Told her that she, if she wanted answers, she will have to summon this thing. <laughs> then promising. Davidoff came in, telling Chloe he was going to show her the facility. And... Chloe was at first like, that's a demon. I ain't gonna do that. That's a demon. That's a demon. That's a knot. So the thing is, he only took her to the security office to show her that there are no cameras in her room. Also, fun fact, he's a supernatural too. Uh, yeah, he's a demon. <laughs> they all are. Oh, okay. Yeah, except for her aunt. They are officially called... Let me get there. <laughs> they are officially called the Edison Group, and they want to scientifically figure out how to make supernatural lives better. This guy irritates me. He's something called an agito, like half demon with telekinesis. Um, she did see Ray in the camera, so Ray's fine. But apparently, his goal is to gather kids and gather the kids and keep them safe. <laughs> I do not believe him. Just... He needs to gather kids. I'm sorry. <laughs> the kids. So, yeah. like, Simon, Derek, and Chloe, and keep them safe. Uh, because his end goal is to make sure that supernatural kids don't know what they are and oh. make them normal. Wow. So, Chloe was like, I don't believe a damn thing this guy is saying, so I'm just going to let him talk. <laughs> then she gets to talk to Ray. Ray learns that she's a fire demon, half of one, anyway. Her mother worked for the group, too, and she ended up in the system. They told her they don't know why, but because her mother loved her so much, or because her mother loved her so much, she doesn't know why she gave her up. Ah. Um, but they inform her that she will be well taken care of. Yikes. So, Chloe was thinking, and thinking fast, she needed to talk to someone, anyone, to plan her escape. She knew she couldn't talk to her aunt. She, her aunt would keep away as long as possible mm -hmm. however she asked if tori was there davidoff who escorted her everywhere was like yes so chloe asked if she could visit tori oh yeah that didn't go so well <laughs> apparently the queen bitch was also a witch ah <laughs> she accused tori of being the cute helpless one that blamed others for getting her in trouble and everyone wanting to help her also tori was adamant that she did not tell on them she did, however, shoot balls of lightning and energy at Chloe. You know, getting the frustration out. You know, as friends do. Yeah, but as soon as <laughs> she shot lightning right at Chloe, Liz showed up and threw a dresser in the way, saving Chloe from literally being shocked to death. Oh. So Tori retreated into herself, freaking out about the fact that she nearly killed Chloe when her mom and Davidoff came in. Tori's mom was pissed at Tori for damaging property and equally pissed at Chloe for being an instigator. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
So Davidoff took Chloe to her room where she wanted to summon Liz again since she was still around. Mm-hmm. When she started talking, Chloe thought that she had a response from Liz, who had asked her to pull her through. But when Chloe pulled, it was that demony thing again. Oh, goody. It commended her for being strong enough to rattle a whole cemetery two miles away. Oh. Even admitted that she was a product of the experimentation gone wrong. Experimentation? Yeah. Sorry. So young, such strong powers. Oh. Apparently, this lady demon was, in fact, a demi-demon that was summoned by Lyle himself. Lady demon. Yeah, that's what I call her. She doesn't have a name. Um, okay. <laughs> she wanted nothing more than to be free of the place. After all, Samuel Lyle died summoning a whole-ass demon and trying to soul-bind it. A man after power, right? Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. I'm <laughs> just like, a whole-ass demon. <laughs> whole-ass demon. So apparently this lady demon was powering the whole operation in the hospital. What she wants is freedom. In return, it'll seriously hinder the Edison Group's most prized research efforts. And Chloe was like, where have I heard this before? Oh, yeah. Every demon movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> so Chloe was like, LOL, nah. And nah, the lady, was, lady demon was like, fine, I'll answer all your questions. Then rambled on for a little bit how she got summoned by a witch during the Salem witch trials. But Chloe was like, I have nothing to ask you. <laughs> lady demon was shooketh. <laughs> oh god so of course she played the fine but you don't want to know how little miss witch next door is born of both sorcerer and witch or about the fact no. that the big brute of a friend of yours is the only survivor of his pack chloe of course hesitated for a moment with this knowledge but then she was like nope stuck in her headphones and cranked up the music <laughs> so davidoff came in shortly after to take chloe on another tiny adventure where he showed her the Necromatica, a book on necromancers that's one of three copies in existence. Is that a play on the Necronomicon? Essentially. Okay. Um, it's like similar, I think, but it tells you more about the history of them oh. than like the ability to... So it's the to... nerd version. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so he excused himself to work on some things, then told her he had to leave. But the door will be locked, and just call reception if you need anything. Chloe, of course, was like, I'm going to break into the office. So she did. Credit card and jiggle handle method. When she made it inside, she found Davidoff's computer and tried a few passwords when the lady demon appeared and told her, it's Jacinda. But that's Ray's mom's name. Oh. Why? <laughs> she doesn't know. <laughs> Uh, but before the lady, lady demon could answer any questions, Chloe logged in, did a search for her name in the finder box, it's a Mac, and found a <laughs> file called Genesis 2. Ooh. In this file, she learned that there were three sets of children tested in vitro to see if they could lessen the powers. One group raised as human, the other as supernatural. However, there was a third group that didn't benefit from either. In fact, they had gotten stronger, and those who couldn't be rehabilitated were to be terminated there was a list of those helped or killed of those brady and liz were on the terminate on there with terminated next to their names chloe and Derek had only question marks oh yeah um simon was not on that list Hmm. so 
She managed to get back into the reading room with barely any time and a whole lot of help from Liz, who decided to show up right in the nick of time to distract Davidoff. So Chloe just made it to the chair and opened the book again when Davidoff, like, bum rushes in. But left quickly, because he was like, she was like, can I help you? Okay, no? Fine, bye. <laughs> <laughs> then she talked to Liz, uh, thanked her for the help, and Liz was like, no prob. I don't think I'm dead, by the way. I'm sure I'm a shaman. I've gotten better. Because um. she was, like, able to actually, like, move things of her own free will. Oh, and she's like, they must have drugged me, and that's why I can't wake up. But Chloe and Liz were like, yeah, that's a lie. <laughs> but she wasn't going to force Liz to accept it just yet. Yeah. So Chloe and Ray were getting to have dinner together when Ray was going on and on about all of the wonderful things that she did. Um, when Chloe was like, so, uh, I saw Brady. And Ray was excited, like she was going to see him too, but Chloe was like, no, Ray, he's dead. His spirit came through. But Ray was like, why would you lie like that? Chloe was like, it's not. But Ray wasn't having any of it. She believed that Simon and Derek had her brainwashed. <laughs> and that these people were actually good. Oh. So they left each other for their separate rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Ray's been brainwashed. Yeah. Uh, then Chloe thought of a plan. Okay. At least she was trying to until she realized that her flat soda and dinner were drugged. Oh, no, no. Next thing she knew, she was asleep. Then being awakened by Nurse Sue, remember Nurse Sue? She was the one who chased after Derek and Chloe and shot at them. Mm. Uh, who told her that classes needed to start. So the girls sat down for lunch before everything when Davidoff came in asking for Chloe. He wanted to talk to her about Simon and Derek's locations. Everywhere they lurked, lurked. You know what? I'll accept that. Everywhere they lurked wasn't accurate. <laughs> so they wanted her to come with so that she could point out one more spot. Yeah. One she didn't mention. She gave some bogus description of the rendezvous point from their escape and how she wouldn't recognize it until she saw it. Davidoff was like, okay, uh, we'll take you and we'll go together later. And Tori was like, cool, cool, cool. I'm going too. <laughs> nice, nice, my, Derek. Yeah. My mom owes me clothes and a new laptop. Ooh. <laughs> they were, of course, like, huh? <laughs> but Tori was insistent and even blackmailed David off by whispering something into his ear. Ooh. Then he was revealed? all for it. No hesitation. Oh. Oh, of course it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> uh, they were packed up and ready to go before they knew it. Chloe tried to get her plan together, but it didn't really work since they shoot her out pretty fast. Um, the lady demon also said her goodbyes and then, like, disappeared. Okay. So everyone was compiled into two vans. Of them, Davidoff, Tori's mom, um, Aunt Lauren, amongst a few others were there, separated into two vans, obviously. Alright. Uh, Chloe was thinking about her way to escape and realized the only thing she needed was, uh, Liz's green hoodie. Oh. So, guess who decided to ruin that prospect? Uh, which bitch? Fucking Tori. Yeah, which bitch, right? <laughs> yes. She not only said that it was Liz's, but it ended up getting confiscated from her because Tori's mom knew why she wanted it so bad. Uh. So it was actually cold out, and Chloe would be freezing. Her mom actually was just like, 
clothes. I was like, can I just borrow it for now? I It's cold out. And yeah. Dory's mom literally goes, you'll be fine. I'm wow. like, wow. Wow. <laughs> when they got to the spot, she was doing her best to lead them far from the real rendezvous point. She explained that what happened that night. By the way, she was given a super light jacket that did nothing to help. And Tori's mom was going to be the one to escort her to the that spot. Mm. Great. <laughs> so Chloe and Tori's mom walk around together to a few buildings. When Chloe finds one with some metal pipes that she can knock Tori's mom out with. Ooh. Get this, though. Tori's mom? We already knew she was a queen bitch. Yeah. But she admitted that she wanted to know everything the spirits said to Chloe when she raised them. Oh. Also, that she wished her daughter wasn't so spineless. <laughs> she handed Chloe a note on the back of one of Simon's drawings saying to meet him at a cafe. Mm-hmm. Chloe pretended to make it look like it was found there when she grabbed a metal pipe and swung at Tori's mom. Oh. Chloe was instantly thrown against the wall. Tori's mom was like, oh, you thought you could get away so easily? Ha! When things started to fly at Ms. Enright, that's her name. Okay. It was Liz. But Ms. Enright already knew that. They had a mini battle where Liz threw everything that she could, and Ms. Enright threw as much energy back at her, when instead she targeted Chloe with sparks of energy. Ooh. Causing Chloe to convulse for a moment. Liz stopped because Ms. Enright threatened to hurt Chloe further if she didn't. Chloe decided that it was time to make a dash when she was suddenly literally frozen. Oh. Binding spell. Oh. When she was released. Hashtag hold person. Yeah. <laughs> Tori came to the rescue. Hell yeah. Binding Wait. her mother in the process. Oh. Tori was like, okay, that's enough. We're escaping. They fought back and forth for a bit when Ms. Enright finally had Tori held, called her a spoiled brat with a new car for good measure, too. Basically, her powers were her new car. Oh. She was monologuing when Liz was about to throw another box on her, but Chloe shook her head and instead hit her in the head with a pipe. <laughs> Down she went. Tori searched her mom for some money but came up empty. Chloe was like, I have some. It's fine. We can go. Mm-hmm. So they made it to a trailer with a tarp covering it. They did their best to stay out of sight since Liz was scouting out for them to see when they could move next. Tori wouldn't shut the fuck up. Of course not. Why wouldn't she? Tori, being the bitch she is, pushed Chloe out into the open, causing Mike, the one who shot at her and Derek, to spot her. (laughs) Aunt Lauren was with him and she had a drink gun on hand. She aimed the gun and shot Mike. Oh. She was like, okay, you girls gotta go. I'll meet you when I can. Here's the insulin and some more money. I fucked up super bad. Please, please know that I regret it. Chloe started to run when she had one more question. Was it Ray who gave them up? The answer was yes. Oh, yeah, bitch boy. So she ran, and she turned one last time to see that Miss Enright had come up behind Aunt Lauren and hit her with a spell, causing her to be knocked down and blood spray from her lips. Oh. Chloe got locked in another binding spell as she was trying to run. Mm-hmm. Tori knocked her mom again and tried to pull Chloe, but Chloe wanted to help her aunt. Mm-hmm. Tori was like, I literally cannot find my fight my mom. We need to go. 
Tori pulled hard, but Chloe didn't budge, so she was like, bye, and takes off. <laughs> Shortly, Chloe came to her senses and ran. Yeah. They had to think of a new plan and quick. So Chloe decided to have Liz scout for her that they could get into the factory that was currently up and running. Yes. So Chloe had remembered a dark storage room that basically nobody went into. Liz helped them out, and they managed to get into that room. Oh. Apparently, Sue saw them at the door, and she and Davidoff came in right after they found their safety. They tried everything to convince the guard to let them look around, but he said the only way they're getting in to look for a couple of runaway girls is if the police are escorting them, which, of course, deterred them away. Mm -hmm. They were like, no need for police, I promise. And it's like, okay, then get out. Yeah. <laughs> While they waited for night to come, Chloe decided to read the letter and pocket the money that her aunt had left her. In a nutshell, it explained that her mom wasn't a necromancer, neither was her aunt, but her mother's twin brother, Ben, was. Oh. He unfortunately died before Chloe was born oh. by either falling off or jumping off of a building. Her mother knew that he was killed by the powers that he had, but mm -hmm. she had wanted a child so bad. So her aunt, thinking she was doing the right thing at the time, set, up, set her up to get tests done so that Chloe could be born with less powers. Okay. But obviously, it didn't end up that way. Either way, she loves her and she wants to fix what she's done. Um, she instructs her to find Kit. He'll know what to do. That's okay. Simon and Derek's dad. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. A few hours went by, the workday over, and by 8 p.m., they left. Once they got to the correct warehouse, Tori decided that she was going to leave and live with her dad. Chloe was like, all right. Um, but she was concerned a little bit anyway. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she waited in the warehouse and thanked Liz for everything that she did. Liz finally asked why they killed her. She could have been helped if they were honest. But Chloe... 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 Chloe honestly thinks that they wanted to tell themselves that they tried even though they hadn't. Mm -hmm. um, they had played God and multiple innocent lives were taken. Liz accepted it and went out on patrol again, only to come back and tell her that Tori was sitting in an alley out front. Chloe went to go get her and Tori spilled what happened. She called her dad and he said he'd be there to pick her up, but once she saw the car, she had this nagging feeling that something wasn't right. So she waited, and her mom got out of the car. Ooh. Then she tried to call her dad again, and he answered like nothing was wrong. That's when she hung up and decided she was in it for the long haul. Okay, let it out. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he moved wrong. Sorry. I did. <laughs> so she went back to the warehouse with Chloe, they ate a Snickers, and then passed out. Chloe, of course couldn't have a restful sleep. She was awakened to whispering and giggles from a ghost playing games with her. So she pulled him into the realm and then like shoved him away to oh. teach him a lesson. But in doing so, she raised something from the dead. <laughs> a small pack of bats that were coming after her. I just hate when that happens. Yeah. I always unintentionally raise dead oh, things. Damn, same. Yikes. <laughs> Liz did her best to help but she was also freaking out. So naturally, they stomped on the dang things. Mm -hmm. They covered it with a crate, but it was still alive. Oh. So Chloe tried her hardest to release it, and after some time, she succeeded. 
Then she passed right out after some talking from Liz. They woke up to they woke up the next day to find that Liz saw that there were not only one but two Edison group guards at the gates. Oh. So she woke up Tori, told her the news, and they went searching for the note for Simon. Tori found it but thought it was some tagging. The note was also written in characters for Chloe to figure out. It said that Derek will be back. Oh. Yeah. So they started to make their moves. Uh, Tori was to keep watch, and Chloe was supposed to keep an eye out for the other exit where the guards were posted. Uh, she ended up getting startled by Derek. Yeah. Uh, actually, he she found him. I said this. I wrote this down wrong. She found him and bumped oh. into him, and she was so excited she wanted to, like, hug him. Um, she was also keeping an eye out for Simon, but he wasn't there. Apparently, Simon dropped his spare insulin, too. So they didn't have any leverage at all. That was, the stuff that she had was like, this is a spares? <laughs> all right. And Chloe was like, shit, we gotta get Tori. And Derek was like, Tori? <laughs> <laughs> she was like, we need to get her. She So she found Liz, got her to lead her to Tori, saw that the SUV that originally chased them was there. And Chloe was like, Derek, that's the Edison group. And it's Tori's mom. And he was like, uh, Edison group? <laughs> and she was like, I will explain later. We need to get her. <laughs> they got to Tori. Uh, Derek told Chloe that she was in charge of her and that Tori needed to keep quiet. Okay. So they got to him running, and Liz was leading the way. The SUV went down an alley away from them. Derek got sniffing, and after a short while, Simon found them. He was saying hi to Chloe, but he saw Tori and was like, what is she doing here? <laughs> Chloe's like, long story, but it can wait. We need to get to safety. So they find the place Derek and Simon had been staying, and Liz said her goodbye. Um, she had things to take care of. Besides, they're good now. Um, so Chloe said goodbye and walked into this building, but something didn't feel right. She felt the same like she did in the crawl space, and apparently Derek neglected to mention the rats and dead body of a homeless man that was staying there. Yeah, that would be good to mention, you yeah. think, maybe. Especially with a fucking necromancer. Yeah. <laughs> he asked if it was going to be a problem. Chloe's like, not as long as I don't have to summon anyone, I guess. So they got settled in the room the boys chose, and they ate some things and got to catching up. Um, Chloe told him of the past them of the past two days of what happened excluding the lady demon of course yeah, of course then they figured that after they learned everything they were going to kick Tori to the curb <laughs> <laughs> because of her behavior and how it wasn't going to be okay especially if he's going to, she was going to continue to be a queen bitch mm -hmm. uh, Chloe had to basically show that if Tori was out she was too because without her she wouldn't be here mm-hmm Derek agreed to her staying under three conditions. Whatever you have against Tor or Chloe, forget it. Whatever you think you feel towards Simon, get over it. <laughs> and last, get over yourself. Oh. So after that was settled, <laughs> they planned a shopping trip. But here's the thing. Chloe's dad basically put half a million dollar bounty on her location. That's a lot of money. Half a million dollars That's a whole to lot. find her. That's a whole lot. Yeah. So she couldn't go even if she wanted to. Yeah. 
Chloe was left behind and decided to take a walk through the house and see if she could locate the body with her powers. The answer? Yep. Oh. <laughs> it's like a spiritual echolocation. She just knew where to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and That's apparently... So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy apparently had been there for so long, he was basically mummified. Ooh. Yeah. He didn't smell like anything. He was just there. Um, Simon then found her and let her know that he wanted to hang back to make sure she wasn't alone. Um, they took bets on how annoyed Derek was with Tori. <laughs> and he talked about, um, his diabetes mm-hmm. and how he was diagnosed at age three. And oh. oh. Then he's like, I've lived with it all my life. I, it doesn't matter to me anymore. It's like me with lactose intolerance, except, like, that can kill him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when Tori finally called out for Simon. Uh, both Derek and her returned with shopping bags and some more money from Chloe's account. They showed everything they got and managed to get a bed, get to bed at a decent time. Since they don't have the luxury of light, they basically have to sleep with dusk and rise with dawn. Mm-hmm. But get this. <laughs> While she slept, she had dreams of summoning the dead man in the crawl space. Uh-huh. When she was awakened by Derek... He was like, okay, so that dead guy, I need you to release him. And she was trying to get up and say, she's like, I didn't summon him, but he pushed her down and she clawed at him, scratched his face, um, but her legs were still pinned. Mm. And she looked down. The dead man was crawling on her. Oh. (laughs) Then she screamed. Derek pulled her out from under it causing Tori to wake up. She shined a flashlight on it. She also screamed. Nice. Simon woke up, saw the corpse, and was like, he he just started swearing. <laughs> oh, fuck! Oh, fucking what the fuck is that? Holy shit! <laughs> like, that's, okay. That's not what he said exactly, but oh. that's what I imagined. Okay. Oh, it just said he started <laughs> swearing? He, he let out a string of curses. Oh, okay. <laughs> Derek was like, shut her up. Now. He reminded Chloe that she needed to calm down and release the spirit. She's like, I know. Then Derek instructed Timon, wow, English, instructed Simon to get Tori out of the room. Then after a minute of trying to focus and Derek not shutting up himself, she was like, get out. (laughs) (laughs) Leave. It kept crawling up her and she finally asked it to back away. And Back lay the down. Fuck up. Not even. She was like, "Can you get off of me?" And then it did. And then she's like, "Can you please lay down?" And it did. Um. It did, and she was finally able to release it. Oh. Derek stood at the door, started an argument with her about how he said if it was going to be a problem that they should leave, but she decided to be brave and in doing so was stupid. You know. Mm-hmm. Simon then told them that someone was coming. Um, but of course they couldn't make an easy exit. The spirit came back. Yeah. Uh, angry at Chloe for summoning him. Angry. Yes. <laughs> she tried to apologize, but he followed them on their way out. Um, they got a little away from the building and Chloe managed to lose the spirit on the way. Um, Derek and Simon separated to go look for somewhere else to stay, but Tori of course didn't want to listen. So she went to find a place on her own. How do you lose a spirit? <laughs> she kept running, like, all different directions oh, okay. until he, like, couldn't find her. 
I just find that funny. Like, oh, thank God, this thing that, you know, can pop up. Yeah, I think it was like it didn't know it was dead. Ah. Because he had mentions like, some kids like you always trying to take my spot and stuff like this. Ah. But I don't think he knew he it was him who was the corpse. Gotcha. So, yeah. So he just chased after her like any other person would. Yeah. Anyway, um, they made their way down an alley, not too far from where they were initially left, and were approached by a gang of girls who tagged their prime spot. Um, this place was like in the end of an alley. It had a heater vent, so it was like warm. Oh. And it was pretty much perfect. So these girls were like, yeah, we know. That's why it's ours. <laughs> um, so Chloe gave Tori one of the two knives. Sorry. Whoa, I jumped. I jumped somewhere. Sorry. They fought. <laughs> and Tori managed to uh, shove the girls magically. Mm-hmm. Um, Chloe, unfortunately, also included, got knocked down. Oh. Uh, Tori got to her and pulled her up. Chloe grabbed two of three knives that were pulled on them and ran. But one girl got up and chased after. Chloe gave Tori one of the two knives, that's where we were at, (laughs) and told her to just keep running. But Tori had longer legs and was much faster and took way the fuck off. Deuces. Yeah, leaving Chloe behind to get jumped by this last girl. She pinned Chloe, threatened to hurt her, and cut Chloe on the cheek. Oh. When Derek came to save her, he ripped the girl off of Chloe and tossed her over a nearby fence. <laughs> yep. Then Derek utterly chewed Chloe out, leaving her with the news that he's done saving her. They get back to the new camp, a loading dock that wasn't very warm, and they get to sleep. Uh, she did throw back some shots saying, like, you are mad at yourself for nearly killing someone else. Don't take it out on me. <laughs> okay? Damn. I know. So Chloe had a rough night, and Simon woke her up the next day with breakfast from McDonald's. Nice. Uh, they got to sit on the roof and just talk. Derek had actually recommended the view. It was very pretty. So in this talk, Simon mentioned the fact that they have a family friend named Andrew. But Andrew. since their phones had been confiscated, they couldn't find him anywhere. They didn't have a number to remember. Ah. So Derek was trying to do his best to find Andrew. They just don't know where. They've checked aliases, anything. They just know that they have to get to him and Chloe out of Boston. So she's not, you know, being searched. Derek and Simon later go to find more info on the family friend when Derek comes stomping back to Chloe. Apparently him chewing her out got her spotted. Ah. Which means they had to leave. They found an address of Andrew's, and they decided it was time to get on the bus out of town. But not before Chloe had her own words. Where she confronted Derek about his attitude and how if you wanted to be rid of her, just say so. Anyways, they got packed. (laughs) Chloe's hair dyed black, which was not a great look for her. (laughs) And on the bus... Simon sat with her for the first part of the journey, talking about how he was drawing the events of what happened like a comic. Even showed her some work, and it was actually quite good. They made their first stop, where Chloe brought Derek some food back. 
he couldn't get off the bus since there was a pack of werewolves in that city. And Chloe talked to him. And he told her a lot about himself. Oh. Uh, she wanted to hear a lot more, but they were about to take off again. So she sat with Simon and took a nap. When Derek woke her up. Ooh. Apparently he was about to go through another change. She was willing to go with him at the next stop, so she told Tori and they got off. He managed to make the change about halfway this time. Mm -hmm. Same cracking and painful noises followed by lots of vomit. Um, But Chloe stayed by him, even comforted him to the best of her abilities. By the time he was done changing into and back from his partial wolf body, Derek noticed she was freezing, so he like pulled her into his side and he was basically like a radiator at that point. Yeah, because he's a werewolf? Yes. Yeah. So it helped. He was like, okay, I'm good to go, but then nearly, like, passed out from dizziness. And Chloe's like, okay, just sleep for a little, please. Which he did. (laughs) He was like, all right, yeah, I'm good. Uh, Side note, Chloe seems to start to feel something outside of irritation and curiosity towards Derek. Oh. Uh, She just doesn't know what that feeling is yet. Okay. She's like, this is interesting. She saw something awful move through the woods too which means she got zero sleep she saw a replay of a murder of a girl her age occur over and over and over again which naturally freaked her out causing her to stay up until late like she went into like a meditative state and her eyes were open and Derek Mm -hmm. was like hello Chloe (laughs) Um, but he snapped her out of it and he was like we gotta figure things out um we only have 80 dollars between them and they needed to get on a bus like now so chloe got to call in call for info on buses info what and you are struggling today i am on the struggle bus (laughs) she got some info on buses and got like a really nice guy who told her where to go and even what bus to take Uh, But they had to walk a bit to get there. Okay. So Chloe and Derek did get to talk, and he tried to fill the silence a bit, thinking that she was mad at him. He kept apologizing. He even apologized for the way he's been treating her. Um, She accepted, and they actually made some pleasant conversation until they made the next stop. (laughs) Unfortunately, excuse me, they end up learning that they don't have enough money to get on a bus there. And they needed to hitch a ride to the next place over. Okay. So they found this uh, perfect uh, van to stow away on and got in. Chloe got to sleep a little until they stopped. Uh, Driver got out, checked in the back. They hid under some tarps. And he got out and left. Derek decided they could run to the nearest wooded area and then go to the gas station they stopped at for some food or something. Um, But as they ran... The van driver caught Chloe. (laughs) He wasn't mean by any means. Um, Mm -hmm. However, it didn't help that his version of helping them meant that they may have gotten caught again. So Derek put him in a chokehold and tied him up, and they both ran. Chloe at first didn't think it was the right thing, Mm -hmm. but Derek had to tell her that everyone, even someone with, like, the right intentions, is someone going to get them caught again? Mm-hmm. It's it's not going to end up good either way. True. She agreed, 
and while they walk to their nest destination, they got to talking again. Much more comfortable this time. Uh, when they found a flower shop that allowed them to purchase the correct price bus tickets, student price. Mm -hmm. Then Chloe and Derek made their way to a Chinese place for food. She found a seat while Derek went to go grab food, and a nice little old woman asked to sit and talk with her. Chloe did, and they talked for a while, but she noticed everyone was staring, and one group was actually laughing at her. Oh. When Derek came back, and the old woman said her goodbye and apologized, and her hand passed through Chloe's. Oh. Chloe was horrified. She was escorted out by Derek, and some of the kids were laughing at her and insulting her. Oh. These, like, they even said the phrase, like, what, you like picking girls from the loony bin? Oh, wow. It's like, oh, no. So she was sitting there, and what it looked like to everyone else. It looked else. like she was talking to herself. Gotcha. Um, Derek is like, okay, so those kids suck, but would some hot chocolate help? And she was like, yes, please. <laughs> so he led her in the direction where he remembered seeing the coffee shop. Mm -hmm. um, they had to cut through some places, one being a playground where Derek suddenly smelled danger and told Chloe to run. They got to the playground and under the structure when two men approached. Werewolves. Oh. They got closer and patronized Derek and Chloe, saying they were in pack territory and that the pack doesn't like strangers, but Derek is like, sounds like you aren't part of the pack. And they're like, well, no, but us bringing a cane boy to them and asking for forgiveness from hanging around a man-eater will help. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to take Derek and have him be the scapegoat for their crimes. Not to mention take Chloe and have some fun with her. Oh. Yuck. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So Derek, like, fake agrees to take the offer, then knocks out one of them and knocks down the other and is like, let's go. Um, Chloe and him get away, and she laughs for a bit from the shock, when the creepiest of the two literally jumps from the building that they were crouching next to. Oh. Um, Derek and Liam, that's his name, uh, fight until Chloe comes in with a switchblade and stabs Liam in the back of the leg. Ooh. She's launched off by Derek, and they both take way the fuck off. They make it to the coffee shop, and Derek pushes her to the men's room where he locks the door and starts cleaning her off. He's worried that she'll turn into a werewolf if any of Liam's blood gets into the cuts on her body. He frantically scrubs, and she's like, okay, okay, I'm clean. I'm like the cleanest I've ever been. Stop. <laughs> You're the one who was actually in a fight. Let me help you. Shirt off. Because he's literally been punched to shit. So she gets him cleaned up, confronts him about the fact that he actually thought about being taken to the pack because he thought they could teach him some things, but Chloe was like, that's not smart, but I get it. So they finish getting cleaned up, but some buy some hot chocolate for the road, wow, autocorrect, <laughs> and get to the bus, mm -hmm. where Derek tells her to lean up against him to sleep. He's like, don't worry, I don't bite. And she's like, huh. <laughs> you're a werewolf. I know. <laughs> uh, she does, and when he starts to hum a song that her mom used to sing her to sleep, because she hummed it to herself the night before while she was freaking out. 
Aww. and she fell asleep really quick. So they arrive at their stop. Derek and Chloe had to walk a mile, but the whole time they were joking and having such a good time that it went by very quick. Mm-hmm. When Derek spotted the house, he was happy, but he noticed it was way too quiet, even though he could smell Tori and Simon. They went up and started the search for answers, why it seemed so quiet. But they only found a note from Simon inside the house telling them that the other two were inside of the pool house. Andrew was nowhere to be seen. Everything had been left just like when their father had disappeared. Hmm. Um, So Derek and Chloe made their way outside. Timon, wow, Simon and Tori. (laughs) <laughs> were right where they said they'd be. Oh for two. Oh for two. <laughs> we're like over oh six at this point. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> so Simon asked Chloe how she and Derek were, and she was like, "No, we're really good, actually. No issues." And he was like, "Oh, okay." Um, and Derek was like, "All right. So now that we are both not sure what's going on with Andrew, uh, we need to get on the road and away from here." But the other three agreed that they really needed rest. Um, Derek agreed as long as he could keep watch and nobody turns on any lights that weren't already on and they stay away from the windows. They agreed and they got showered, nearly started to get some good rest when Chloe realized she couldn't sleep. Oh, good. She was too worried about being able to raise something in her sleep again, especially with Woods being behind the house. Um... So she went out to Derek and told him about her worries, the incident with the bats. Um, then he suggested, like, why don't we just practice it? They don't have to worry about it. Ooh. Uh, they went out to find something that had already died so she could practice raising it without having issues of doing it again. At least without her knowledge. <laughs> um, Fair. Yeah, they found a bird, and after a few tries of looking for something, Chloe raised it. When she heard a pop, Mm. Derek dove for her. She had been shot at with the real bullet. Oh. It wasn't Hunter's. It was the Edison group. Of course it was. Why wouldn't it be? They found them. (laughs) Wow. I know. So Derek led her to a bush where he told her a place to meet and how he was going to create a distraction. I'm sorry, guys, if you can hear me adjusting. My leg is numb. (laughs) So he ran off before she could protest, and she made her way into a tree so that she could make a second distraction by whistling to Derek. Ah. One of the two people on the ground made note that she was definitely nearby, but they needed to find Derek. So they sent one of the two people below her to find him, and the other stayed behind to look for her. Mm Mm-hmm. So Chloe dropped down on the woman below her after she shone her flashlight into the tree. Chloe grabbed her flashlight and booked it in the direction. Yeah, she just went, all I right. I just think, hi <laughs> She was, was just, I do warm, think it's funny warm. because she even had a moment where she was like, this is the stupidest thing on earth, dropping into a possibly armed person. No, it's... But here we go. <laughs> I just love that idea. I know. So... Chloe just totally smashed into this woman. Her head hit against the tree, so she was out. Oh, uh, Yeah. Chloe grabbed her flashlight and booked it in the direction that Derek showed her to go. She hid for a moment as some of the group rushed in her direction. Then she heard a woman's voice call out to her. 
It was her aunt Lauren. Oh. Um, she called Chloe to follow her, but Chloe couldn't keep up. Like she thought it was her aunt Lauren, but she couldn't get a good look. Mm-hmm. Next thing she knew, Derek was grabbing her, telling her that he didn't see anyone else run past him. Oh. Chloe paused and was like, "No, no." But Derek was like, well, "It could have easily been a spell, and like my dad used to cast those all the time. It, it could be that, you know." Try. She's like, "Okay." She had to accept it, and they mm-hmm. got on their way. They started to turn, but a guard had found and shown a light on the two. Simon knocked that guy out with a spell, as well as, as well, since their dad had cast something similar. I'm like, I, I went backwards. <laughs> Simon knocked him out, then Derek tackled him to fully keep him unconscious. Okay. Uh, then they got to running, and Derek tackled both of them to stay down. Turns out Chloe also stole a radio. And they got confirmation that Andrew and Tori were taken. Oh. They were all they were going to use Andrew to lure the kids out, but when they went to go get him, the truck was gone. Oh. Which of course distracted them. Derek said he was going to look for Tori, but Simon and Chloe needed to go. And they started to, but someone stopped them. Mm. It was Andrew. Oh. He made it out and stole a truck, which he instructed Simon and Chloe to get back to while he and Derek, whom he was surprised to be so adult looking, go for Tori. But it didn't take long since Tori had used a binding spell and poof, she gone. So they got on the road and Andrew filled them in on where they were going. A large Victorian style home where a group of supernaturals gathered to figure out how to stop Edison Group and the Cabals, uh, which is another group similar to the Edison Group, but not as bad. Oh, not as bad. Yeah. So that night, Chloe got to thinking as she drifted to sleep about how she had previously missed her old life and how now she couldn't imagine being any other way. This was her life now. (laughs) She was ready. Okay. The end. Wow. A lot happened. So much, like, to be left with. Wow. And, okay. I'm excited for the next one. I'm like, (laughs) okay, guys, I just started that one today because I was like, I gotta get into I it. I gotta get into it. I know what happens, but it's like, and since I have a little bit of time, I'm just gonna say that I love what's happening with Derek and Chloe. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, apparently, she has moments where she's like, I can't get over the fact that he looks like man. <laughs> man. <laughs> like, that's a whole lot of man. Well, she's like, he's very fit. Yeah. And he, he's a werewolf. Yeah, but he hides it. Yeah. And his face actually cleared up. Oh. Like, since the first change, and then after the second, it cleared up more. Oh, wow. So his puberty was him turning into a werewolf. Lycanthropy is good for acne. Apparently. You heard, you heard it here for <laughs> <laughs> Go get scratched or bitten by a werewolf, guys. And or or a tiger or a rat. A were, were, were versions of those. <laughs> don't get bitten by a rat. That's not a good idea. Don't, yeah. Or a tiger. Or, yeah, don't get bitten by any animals, please, guys. Yeah. Um... But legitimately, I really love what's happening between them, and I love how it went from he's irritated all the time to her and, like, being amused by her to, mm-hmm. like, he can show some caring and stuff. There's yeah. actually a point in this where he grabs her face and nearly, like, they have a moment, and she goes, ah, and then, like, shies away. <laughs> okay. She's like, what was that? 
Um, this I will give like a nine. It, it gives nine you out of ten. so nice. many more things to look forward to. Very nice. And then of course we'll finish it up next, next week. and ready to listen to your story. <laughs> All right. Uh, any gaming news that I can think of or experiences? Um, I know recently there's been a little bit more hype about, again, Xbox versus PS5. Oh, yeah. And situations. You know what? I'm going to talk about that for a second, the whole console war things. Yes, please. Shut the fuck up. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> your problem the only thing that it really comes down to is preference. Yes. Like, for me, I personally play the Xbox because a lot of my friends have that. But the controllers are very unreliable. They break often. P PlayStation, not a lot of f my friends are on there, but the controllers are so comfortable and reliable. And the gaming is pretty much equal. Yeah. Uh, they each have their own exclusives, and I am more on the... PlayStation yeah. side. I prefer PlayStation because I don't like online gaming in the first yeah. place. Though, don't come at me because that doesn't make you a gamer. No, it makes me somebody who doesn't like the gaming community online. And she will destroy you on fighting games. <laughs> that, like, I'm a, I'm a seasoned gamer and she destroys my ass in, like, Injustice and, like, Mortal Kombat. Because I, I, I memorized moves. Yeah. Anyway, I, I prefer... PlayStation because I like their exclusives. I'm a big fan of the God of War series. Yeah. Um, I like everything that they had to offer me, and that was one of the first consoles I had besides like Sega. Yeah. <laughs> Sega. Sega Genesis, um, where we played Aladdin. <laughs> but for but, me, I, I like Xbox and their exclusives like Gears of War and Halo. Like those are exactly. phenomenal for me. And um, we will eventually bring you some PlayStation exclusive games like Guess obviously what? my brother brought me back my PlayStation 2 game so I'm going to be bringing back some old school games Heck that I yeah. love and I hope it's not nostalgia that I'm seeing these through yeah so I'm god like, no. those rose colored glasses of childhood yeah um but um and Recently, I had a guy bragging to me about having, like, a, you know, how many ever thousand dollar gaming PC, but he was playing Call of Duty, which I love if you, you know, are able to afford a PC and you like playing on that. I Absolutely. love that. Don't brag when you're playing the same exact game as me, and I'm just having more fun. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's like, we advocate very much that the gaming community, though it has previously been toxic, it needs is. to open up. It needs to. It needs to open up. And you guys need to understand that it's like calling each other names. And I get it. It's kind of funny sometimes when you're making yeah. fun of one another for being terrible. Yeah, but don't be like, don't use racial slurs. Don't, don't use homophobic slurs. Don't, don't use. Don't actually yeah. hurt someone. Don't actually hurt Quit someone. Quit being gross to women online. Please. <laughs> please. We beg of you. Yeah. You wonder why I don't play online? That's literally why. Yeah. Yeah. I'm terrified. Yeah, it's, it's, and okay, I find it easier to make friends with women. Yeah. And when there's very few women gamers, I'm just like, I want to make friends. Stop ruining this for me. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, anyway, rant over, I guess. Because yeah. generally. Just enjoy your game. Let people enjoy their games and just don't have. Don't be a dick. Enjoy games. That's enjoy what games ga are meant to be. And that's why we're here. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So. 
Last week I talked about Fable 1. Yes, you did. This week I'm talking about Fable 2. That's how that works. (laughs) We are linear. (laughs) Yeah. So Fable 2, the release date was October 21st, 2008. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So after the original release of Fable 1, but before the release of Fable Anniversary. Oh, So the remaster of that. Uh, The publishers... Or, I'm sorry, the developer was Lionhead Studios, so which made the anniversary for the first game, but wasn't the original creator oh, okay. of the first game. Yeah. And then the publisher was Microsoft Game Studios. Okay. The platform, only on Xbox 360. Oh, really? Strictly Xbox 360. You can get Fable 1 and Fable 3 on Windows, but you can't get Fable 2. And that's a big complaint that I've seen about this, so... Uh, the genre is action role-playing, yet again, and okay. that's probably going to be it for the uh, other game as well. Um, I'm going to do uh, the setting, which is I also got from the Fable wiki, but this was the Fable 2 wiki. Oh, okay. So like the first game, Fable 2 takes place in the land of Albion, but about 500 years later. Oh. In a setting resembling the early modern period. So, like, uh, where flintlock pistols and, like, that kind of stuff was happening. Oh, okay. So, electricity was very limited. All right. Yeah. Uh, The Heroes Guild from the first game no longer exists. After the defeat of Jack of Blades, Albion entered a period of relative safety and stability during the increasingly corrupt heroes... Or, during which the increasingly corrupt heroes were no longer needed. Okay. Ultimately, the people of Albion revolted against the guild and destroyed it. Firearms of exotic design now dominate the art of war. Cities such as Bowerstone have now greatly expanded, and the old ideals and religions of medieval Albion have since been outed by modern ideals of science and philosophy. Nice. Yeah, so it's you're seeing the world be so far expanded compared to the previous game. Okay. It's really cool. So, to get into the story, you ready for a ride? I'm ready for a ride. All right. You start off as an orphaned child in the slums of Bowerstone with your sister, Rose. Oh, okay. Yeah. She takes you to a gathering in the middle of the slums where a traveling wonder salesman has arrived. After a few sales sales are made, such as a mirror that, as long as you look into it, your beauty will be shown... But remember, the magic only works in complete darkness. Ooh. Yeah, so it, uh, <laughs> so basically a scam, but you know, whatever. Yes. He then goes on to mention a magic music box that grants the user a wish for only five gold. Ooh. And everybody's like, that's also a scam, so they just kind of scatter. Yeah. <laughs> Rose is skeptical of, uh, of this. However, an old blind woman tells you you should, like, maybe trust it. Who doesn't want to wish? Okay. Yeah, she's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> You're weird, all yeah. right. <laughs> uh, so you go around the slums looking for small jobs. These jobs include finding uh, search warrants for, like, police okay. or the guard. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I can't think of the uh, relative thing for that, for the time. I... B- police warrants, we'll just say that. Wanted warrants. Constable? No, but whatever. Uh, posing for a photo, because uh, early technology. Yes. Uh, killing beetles in a warehouse. Uh, okay. Finding a drunkard's bottle. 
because he's the, I need my bottle and that guy stole it like that shit. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> giving a love letter to a woman from a from a merchant. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, let's see. Each of these little small jobs has a good and evil. Op- if you are going around fighting the police warrants, when you get to the end of that, a uh, kind of criminal comes out and he's just like, "You give those to me and it'll be worth your while." And you're like, nah, fuck you, and you can, like, <laughs> run around, essentially. No. Yeah. And, like, each of the different options has a good and evil uh, option to it. Cool. Yeah. After you get enough gold, you go and buy the uh, mu- magic box, the magic music box, okay. and take it back to a pedestal and wind it up and make a wish. The box dis- uh, disappears... And your sister's like, where did it go? Why didn't it take us with us? Or take it with us. Oh. Or oh. take us with it, yeah. She's super disappointed. She's hella disappointed. Oh. Yeah. Um, Poor thing. I do want to say throughout the sequence, a dog, like, shows up mm-hmm. and uh, helps you after you save it. So, like, there's a bully picking on it. Oh, I you, remember seeing that Yeah, dog. you beat the shit out of him, and then the dog, like, uh, finds one of the search warrants the goodest boy yeah he's the goodest boy and you will find out he stays the goodest boy yay so um the girl is like i'm sorry we can't keep you we can't like feed ourselves and you're like i want to keep the dog we're gonna keep the dog guys yeah so (laughs) at the end uh he shows up at your like little shanty hut and and your sister's like fine you can stay yes yeah so he does stay my dog yeah. You wake up later in the night to your, uh, the dog growling at some guards. They tell you that Lord Lucian, the guy in the castle at the middle of Bowerstone, so the lord, lord like the actual king, okay. I guess, uh, is like, he's searching for you. Oh. He's like, he's looking for specifically you. And Rose's wish was to uh, live in a nice place such as Castle Bowerstone. Oh, all right. So, yeah. Um, excuse me while I... Okay, you go to the circle and meet Lord Lucian, who okay. then asks you some questions about, like, oh, I heard you had the magic box. Do you still have it? No, it disappeared. Like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, please stand in this circle, um, which actually this, like, magic circle informs him and you that you have the blood of one of the four heroes. Oh. And he doesn't know which of the four. Why do you just have blood? <laughs> <laughs> it's in your genes. Okay. But, um... I mean, that's where he, I keep any blood. Yeah, right? he's he does state that you're not any of the three. Which one are you? And then he says, we can't, like, we can't have this. So he ends up pulling out a gun and he shoots your sister. What? Killing her. What? And then turns to you and before he shoots, it changes to a cutscene. And it shows you being shot out of a window, falling super fucking far smacking the corner of a roof like bam you roll smack onto the ground okay can i just ask why does the sister always have to die i don't fucking know <laughs> well, the sister didn't die in the first one she got her eyes clawed out yeah why does she have to get hurt i don't get it so yeah she dies <laughs> i didn't do anything all right yeah well. and then you fall like and then you fall <laughs> yeah a, a kill that would easily or a, you die yeah you would die you die instantly but uh, you then hear the odd blind woman from before speaking, saying, "Death is not your destiny. Destiny today, young Sparrow. That's what everybody knows you as, is Sparrow." Like Jack? No, just like that's your nickname. That's what they call you. 
So weird. This is the end of the childhood section of the game. That's your childhood? Yeah. So <laughs> 10 years pass and you regain control of your character in the gypsy camp near Bower Lake. I love the gypsy camp. Okay. Yeah. You are then told by the blind lady, which I should actually take this time to mention that her name is Teresa. And Madam Teresa. And the fact that she is she's blind? She is your character from the first game's sister, the one that lost her oh, eyes. Oh, motherfucker. Okay. Yeah, Teresa. Guess what? What? That was 500 years prior to this game. She's still alive. Yes. Okay. Yup. <laughs> uh, that's one old-ass bitch right there. Yup. She one looks great, I'm just saying. <laughs> she looks great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Not too bad for a 900, 300... Yeah, so that was the sister that, that got her uh, eyes cut out. <laughs> okay, well, nice to know that she exceeded her brother's life. Yeah, right. <laughs> from being blind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, she tells you uh, that you need to enter the Tomb of Heroes, which uh, once you do, once you fight your way, you know, through all of the tomb, you discover that it is actually the Heroes Guild from the first game. Uh, it's like it's been buried, yeah. What? So, um, yeah. This is where you discover that you are the fourth hero, and your goal is to find the other three. Okay. The warrior, the mage, and the thief. Okay. You also discover that Lucian is trying to rebuild this thing, I guess, called the Spire, which gives the one controlling it a single wish, and that wish is whatever the person wants. Oh. The, person, the previous wish was to rid the world of chaos, which essentially destroyed the old world. Okay. So your goal is to find the other three heroes in order to stop Lucian from destroying this world slash creating one that he solely rules. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So your first task is to find the warrior, the hero of strength. Yes. To do this, you must head to the town of Oakfield. Not Oakvale, which is from the first game. I thought that at first as well. Okay. Yeah, I was just like, Oak <laughs> Oakfield, isn't that, the, isn't that the one from the game? No, no. <laughs> And you are, yeah, and you are supposed to find the Temple of Life in order to find a pacifist monk by the name of Hannah. Yeah, who was called Hammer growing up, but she hated it because she's tough. Uh, yeah. But I like that nickname. Yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> so, um, let's see. In order to be able to meet her, you must become well-renowned in order for the monk leader to allow you to escort Hannah, his daughter, through an old tomb. Oh, alrighty. That means side quests. Yay. So, yeah, once you do enough side quests, you'll be known around the area, and he'll be like, yeah, you can do it. So <laughs> once, By all means. Yeah. So once you have enough for a renown, you talk to the leader of the monks again, and he gives you the quest. You then go to meet Hammer, who's singing, by the way. She's just like singing while leaning up against a pillar and then she hops down she's super cool nice oh excuse me and uh let's see uh you go and meet her and you begin escorting her through the tomb oh. throughout the entire time she's just trying to fill this jug with some like pee, um some holy water essentially you say pee and no. I'm like, some why peaceful is she... some yeah some water <laughs> why is she filling it with pee <laughs> And, uh, so, and you have to defend her from these things called hollow men, which are essentially, like, zombies. Gross. Yeah. Super fun. 
rightfully gross. So at the end of the two, or at the end of the quest, I apologize, uh, you discover that the Temple of Light is under attack by Lucian's men. Oh. Once you get there, they inevitably kill Hannah's father, to which she responds uh, with a fucking gigantic hammer blow to kill the guy. I hate the nickname, but I'll use it. Yeah, then she's just like, no, my name's Hannah. It's really like, oh, shit, she accepts it. Sweet. Yeah. So she then vows to join you and Teresa. Oh, she uh, joins you and Teresa shows up uh, to take her back to the Heroes Guild. Okay. Your next task is to find the mage, the hero of will. So like in the last game, they had the strength, will, and um, the other one, skill. Okay. And those are the three heroes. Gotcha. And then the fourth is the one that combines them all. Oh, okay. So that's what you're, you're the fourth one. That's you. That's you. <laughs> so uh, it this seems like an easy task when you first arrive at his tower. You have to just fight through some of Lucian's men. Okay. However, once you get to the top, he is captured. So oh. you're like, ah, oh, fuck. So you have to find a way to rescue him. After a few more quests, you are led to the Crucible, which is an arena okay. uh, that before you enter, you must get more renown. Is this where you, like, got stuck last time? No. Well, kind of. Not really. So, um, so you have to get more renown, which that means more side quests, of course. So once you get enough, you fight through eight rooms of the arena. I will say this arena is just so much better okay. than the one in the first game. Good. You don't have to worry about pleasing the crowd, and every three rounds you get to buy potions and weapons if you need them. That's super nice. Yeah, it's fucking fantastic. After you make it through, you uh, become the champion and are accepted as uh, a candidate to be one of Lucian's guards. So okay. you are then taken to the spire itself. Ooh. Yeah. Fucking sucks. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah. Um, in order... Yeah, so uh, this actually ends the young adult portion of the game. Oh, okay. Note, if you have children at this point in the game, uh, your children will grow up by the time you're able to leave the Spire. Uh, all right. Yeah, so during your time in the Spire, you are given tasks which, essential, which are essentially moral dilemmas. Uh, if you choose to disobey these orders, uh, your literal experience is drained. However, if you follow the orders, you become increasingly evil. You go, yeah, so it's like a constant moral dilemma. It's like, shit, I don't want to torture this guy, but I also need the experience. So essentially don't level up a thing right before you get to there because if you do all good things, you'll lose the last ability that you learned. Oh. Yeah, so it fucking sucks. <laughs> it sounds like it fucking sucks. Yeah. So you go through a few segments of time starting at week one. Of course. Then week 38. Okay. Week 137, then many years later. So roughly 10 years total, you're in the spire. So they just like, here, yeah. you get to lose a shit ton of time forever. Yeah. So uh, the first week, you are shown that uh, you have your head and beard, if applicable, if you're, you know, uh, yeah. they're shaved. <laughs> okay. And you are, like, attached with a color that, if removed, it will kill you. Yeah, so throughout the... And that's what shocks you and drains your uh, experience if you uh, disobey. Oh. Yeah. What the hell? Yep. 
<laughs> so you weren't kidding. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> so throughout these weeks, you uh, see the hero known as the Mage, whose name is Garth. He spe- he talks to you telepathically. I fucking love this guy. He's so cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So throughout the thing, he's constantly telling you like, I know what you're here for, and I know your intentions, and just just be Get patient. Out of my head. <laughs> no, it's just just be patient. It'll uh, like the time will come. So, at the many years later part of this quest, you uh, end up finding him and making your escape. Okay. Yeah, so you just fucking go and you kill this guy named the Commandant, who's a fu- who's the guy that's been, like, telling you all of your orders and bullshit. Oh, okay. And you kill him finally, and Garth gets all of his powers back. And then you go to where the boats come into the spire, and he just destroys all but one. Oh, that's nice. He's just, bah, 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 and then he, uh, Garth just is like, this way! <laughs> Oh, that's okay. And then you just hop on, and I'm like, huh, that's cool. <laughs> I nearly died. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so once you return, Teresa and your dog, yes, your dog is still alive. Goodest boy. They meet you and Garth, to which uh, Teresa explains to Garth what the plan is, and your dog is so happy to see you. Good boy. The dog doesn't have a name. You can actually use the color that you are given to name the dog early on in the game. So the dog can be whatever you want to name him. What did you name him? I didn't name him anything. I just his name was Dog. I like that. Yeah, it's just like Dog. Very breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. What's up, Dog? <laughs> like a cat. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> excuse me once again. Um, we drink soda before this. Yeah. Excuse us. So you are finally you are tasked with finding the third and final hero, the thief. Who is revealed to be Reaver from Wraithmarsh. Oh, that's a lot of R's. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Wraithmarsh starts with a W, like Wraith, you know, oh. like ghost. Forget my yeah. life. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I do want to say, when you go to Wraithmarsh, there's these things called uh, the Banshees. And they seem like they're going to be much scarier than they are. Okay. And so they fucking screech, you know, as Banshees do. And then they summon ghost children. Which you must beat the shit out of, and then it drops, and you just smack the shit out of it with your sword, like, a few times. Super easy to kill. But when I... Well, I'd imagine so if they're ghost children. Well, the banshees are just easy to kill. Oh, good. And I was just like, wow, that... When I first, like, saw it pop up, it's, like, super creepy, and then it's, like, it doesn't have a face, but it's, like, got a hood. And the hood moves. And I'm like, oh, no, fuck that. And then I found out it's super easy to kill. Not intimidated by them anymore. Did I see them at any point? No, you did not. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So you are sent to Wraithmarsh on your own. Not how it was planned. Um, I will say your dog is there, of course. (laughs) Yay. So uh, you have to fight your way through the Banshees to get to Bloodstone, which is a city, uh, a port city, in Wraith Marsh that Reaver is located. You meet with Reaver. He's kind of a prissy dick. Okay. <laughs> he states that in order to consider working with you, you must be more renowned. Yep, more side quests. <laughs> Just expect all the side quests. Yeah, so something that this game does is that in order to proceed in the main quest line, you have to do some side quests in order to become well-known in the area. Some. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, like, it's not... As many as you would think. So it's okay. it's not it as just bad. Sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot, and while you're doing it, if you're trying to rush through it, it's like fuck. So <laughs> there yep. is that. Uh yeah. So uh once you uh work with him, 
Reaver tasks you with returning the Dark Seal to the Shadow Court. So, yeah, that sounds great, doesn't it? This leads to yet another moral dilemma filled in this game. (laughs) So, once you make it to the Shadow Court by fighting through this tomb, there is a young woman who is trapped there. She doesn't understand why she's there. After speaking to her, you both are met with the three Shadow Judges. They state that they only need one to return the Dark Seal. This leads to a moral dilemma because whoever holds the Dark Seal Mm -hmm. submits their youth to uh, a specific person who I'm forgetting that they mention. Okay. Yeah. So you can decide to hold on to the seal, which will choose you as the holder, obviously. And this will then cause your character to age and uh, have glowing red eyes. Ew. However, that's the good option. What? Yeah, you get glowing red eyes and you're fucking old now. Uh. Uh, yeah, so... I just keep thinking of, like, I shouldn't have watched Princess and the Frog yesterday. Because I keep thinking, Shadow Man. Yeah. Dr. Fossey. <laughs> yeah, actually, like, legit, the shadows, you know? Those yeah. freaky things? Exactly. <laughs> so, um... On the flip side, you can hand the seal to the woman, which will keep your character's age the same, but cause the woman to age. Uh, This is the evil option. Because she says to you, she's like, I just want to go home. And it's like, well, I'm not a dick, so. I guess here we are. Yeah. So after this, you return to Reaver. He makes a, uh, so I did choose the good option. I chose like all the good options in the game. Okay. Go me. So he's. He <laughs> Tyler's the goodest boy. Yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> he says, uh, I'm not as spry as you used to be. No shit. Yeah, I'm old now, <laughs> dick. Um, thanks for pointing that out. Yeah. So uh, you return to Reaver and find out that the port town is under attack. Cool. So you both have to escape and find Hammer and Garth. Okay. So they're at the end of the escape tunnel. And uh, after a brief fight uh, with a bunch of Lucian's men, Teresa appears and takes all of the heroes to the guild to create the weapon that will defeat Lucian. Sounds ominous. Yeah, um, <laughs> it is. As you are creating this weapon, Lucius, uh, Lucian <laughs> and his men arrive, and after a short speech, Hammer, Garth, and Reaver are all taken to the Spire. Lucian then turns to you, and after another short speech, he shoots He shoots towards you, but your dog jumps in front of the bullet. No! Your dog dies. No! Yep. Never trust a game that includes animals. <laughs> you will yeah. always be mad. Then he turns again and shoots you. Motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, killed my dog. Then you killed me. <laughs> you then wake up as a child. In this sort of dreamlike world, your sister Rose is there. She set up some fun things to do around the farm. Um, after this sequence of like shooting bottles, kicking chickens into the pen, killing beetles. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. I was hoping to slide over that, but no. He kicked some chickens into the pen. Yeah, you literally have to play golf by kicking chickens into their pen. It's and it's annoying because like you kick them and they start scurrying and you're like fucking stop moving. <laughs> yeah, it's great. That's so cruel, but I hate chickens. Yeah, after you kick enough, you uh, get the title of chicken kicker, so, <laughs> or chicken chaser. Actually, that's what it is. It's. <laughs> Does it's, it make it better? No, it's great. <laughs> I'm actually crying. 
So, uh, <laughs> you, uh, after this, all of those things, uh, you don't actually have to do all of them. You just have to wait for nighttime. Okay. Your sister mentions, all right, uh, you know, that was a fun day. Now it's time for bed. So you go to bed. Okay. And uh, you are both awakened at night to some creepy music. Always. Very familiar music from the music box. Oh. So, yeah, you head towards it. Uh, Rose shouts after you, like, don't go. It's dangerous out there. But you keep going. Eventually, she screams, no. Like, it's heart-wrenchingly, like, oh, she screams no. no to you. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> and uh, it leads to outside of the farm to a horrific trail of burning and speared bodies. Yeah. Uh. Until you come across the music box. Once you grab it, it shows your character at different major parts of the game. From childhood to when you were shot. So it actually like shows you the different major parts of actually how your character was dressed and how their hair was. Oh, that's really so weird. it shows the kid and then it shows when you're like the start of the young adult and then when you help hammer like how you were dressed and everything. It shows all of that and I think that's super cool. Awesome. Yeah. Um, let me get back. I keep losing my spot. Uh, you then arrive at the spire to see Lucian draining the power from the other three. You use the magic box to secure the power from the others and eventually render Lucian powerless. Woo! He then goes into a speech. You can shoot him at any point, which kills him. Note, if you take too long, Reaver will stand up and kill him instead and then essentially mocks you. Oh, great. So yeah. either you kill a man or someone else kills him and then makes fun of you for not taking the yeah, shot. <laughs> he, he goes, oh, did you want to kill him? He's like, oh, you dick. I, I want to kill you. Like, that sort of shit. <laughs> He's killing you an option. Yeah. Just say it. So, after Lucien is dead, mm -hmm. you get to use the Spire's power to grant yourself one of three wishes. Sacrifice. Bring back to life everyone who worked on this Spire. A selfless act. Your only reward is that you become a hero to Alden. Okay. So, it's, it's the good option. Okay. Love. Brings back your sister, your dog, and your family, or families, if, uh, if that applies. Okay. And that's the neutral option. Okay, I mean, yeah. And then wealth. Leave the spire with one million gold waiting for you. Well, the game's almost over, so... That's the evil option. Yeah, naturally. I will say, there, uh, at the end of the game, after the end of that, and after the credits roll, you, you do get to still explore the town, or explore the world. And you can actually buy the castle. Okay. And it costs a million gold. Oh, so you can get a castle. Yes. La-ti-da. Yeah. <laughs> so the wish I chose was sacrifice. Yeah, I chose the good option. Of course, because Tyler's the goodest boy. I'm not sure if I feel good about it, though, because I was just like, I should have saved my dog. Thank you! Yeah. <laughs> no, I knew I messed up because I was just like, the dog and the sister, fuck. I would have had my family back and my dog and my sister and whatever families ended up dying but no I, everyone else yeah yeah <laughs> so uh yeah it, it did not feel great to, i mean it felt good because i was just like i helped a lot of people I did get the back good thing yeah a lot of people woke up like really confused but not harmed they're like what the fuck happened <laughs> okay but like it's and then they like erect a statue in your honor which is pretty cool and then you go into town and everybody's like, 
you're a hero. Like, everybody loves you immediately. Oh, with the hearts above their yeah. head? Yeah, and they're oh, just like, man. oh my god, you're amazing. And I'm like, yeah, I, I am, kind of. <laughs> I'm lonely in this world, but yeah, yeah, I'm amazing. Wait till you hear why else I'm lonely in this world. But <laughs> So, Sorry. A, a few things I do want to bring up. Uh, customization and character choice kind of okay. slash thing. So, at the beginning of the game, you get to choose if you want to be a male or female. Oh, cool. Which is like awesome because you did not get to do that in the first game. No, you didn't. Yeah, so you get to be male or female. Uh, there's a surprising voice actor in this game. Who? So the guy you help with the love letter at the beginning of the game to give to the woman is voiced by uh, James Corden. Oh! Yeah, a I, super young, like... Well, I love James Corden. Yeah, so I was just like, yo! <laughs> if you don't know who he is, carpool karaoke. Yes. Yeah. The best. Yeah. So, uh, things that they've added and changed. The first thing that they've, like, majorly changed is how to rank up. As soon as you have enough experience, you can level up no matter where you are. You just press up on the D-pad, and it takes you to the menu to oh. uh, rank up. You don't have to go back to the guild. Good. Yeah. Instead of having to be like, I'm over here, I have to run all the way back there, yeah, and exactly. then here we're back again. Too much work. Yeah. Uh, you can also travel from the menu, so you don't have to worry about finding a warp pad, which is fucking amazing. Cool. Yeah, and they also added a glowing line on the ground that leads you to the next objective in every mission. And you can change whether or not you have it on and how bright it is, so you can have it dim, so you're like, where do I go? And then if you wait for a few seconds, it'll show up, and you're like, that way. Or you can just have it as bright as you want it and just follow it the entire way. That would be me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, I do want to say, at the end of the game, after you make your wish, Teresa tells you uh, to go enjoy the world, like, that, uh, however you see fit. Go enjoy the world. Okay. However, the spire is mine to control. Be gone. And then she just sends you out. And I'm just like, Teresa, that's very sketchy. <laughs> it's like, thanks for the help. Fuck off. Yeah. Okay, it's mine. <laughs> so I do want to say for the for the uh, the wish that you get to choose, choose the middle one because it's neutral and you get your dog back. Please. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how has it aged? Surprisingly very well. Yeah. The graphics are holding up even better than the anniversary of Fable 1. Even better than the remaster of Fable 1. The graphics are better and it came out like six years prior. Yeah, that's true. So... It looks amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and the mechanics just seem much more clean. Okay. And they're, you know, overall it holds up as a good game. If you like uh, role-playing games, this one I highly recommend. Okay. Uh, what I disliked, <laughs> one thing. There were some points where an NPC would be talking to you, and you weren't exactly allowed to run, so you kind of had to, like, slow walk away and then finally the uh the dialogue would end and then you just start sprinting again oh and it's just so annoying to have that because you're like i want to move i want to go and then you're like <laughs> like walking through quicksand yeah exactly um i do also want to say it was kind of an underwhelming ending okay so after fighting your way through the entire game just to be able to kill lucian with a single bullet seemed Kind of lackluster. Anticlimactic. Yeah. It wasn't a bad ending, per se. It was just kind of like, oh, and it's done. 
Thanks. Great. Like, yeah. No big showdown. You just, yeah. you nearly die. And then bang. And then you shoot him. Yeah. Uh, there's some funny quotes that uh, happened oh. in this game. So I do want to say this game, like the first one, is set in, like, I guess an England type world. So everybody's got the, like, Cockney accent, you know? Okay. So at the very beginning of the game when Rose has or asks you to follow her to the mystic salesman guy, she goes, Come on, little brother. Oh, okay. Come on, little brother. And I just that sparked a hilarious time between me and Harley. Yeah. Shout out to you, Harley. Again. Again. Uh, and uh, to where uh, I said that to him and he went, Oi, bruv, eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> We've just been saying that so much back You've and forth. You've been saying it, like, for a week Oi, bruv, eat shit. It's just my favorite thing. I love the chab I've walked, accent. I've walked into that. Yeah. For coming home from work, and she's like, Oi, bruv, eat shit. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> when I told Leah, shout out to Leah as well, when I told uh, Leah about the, come on, little brother, she went, your sister's a chav. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a uh, British, like, uh... Fuckboy? Douchebag fuckboy, yeah. There you go. That, oh, well, it's like, Oi, bruv, you want a Coca-Cola? I want your credit card. They will fight you for no reason. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. They're dickwads. <laughs> and uh, another funny quote was, uh, Later in the game, there was a traveling merchant running down the road past me, and he went, Wow, bandits! And it was just <laughs> hilarious. I was like, excuse me? What the fuck did you just say? Wow, Bandits! <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought that was the funniest shit. I wrote it in my note, just like in my notepad on my phone. I was just like, "Gua bandits." <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? That might be an opener, guys. Yeah, gua <laughs> bandits. <laughs> so uh, I have to tell you a story about uh, why I'm so lonely in the world of fable. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm like, I'm right next to you. Yeah. <laughs> So, there's a quest pretty early on where you have to either decide to reject a woman or marry her. Would you like me to go further into detail on that, or...? Uh, it's up to you. Okay. There is a ghost who's just like, Hey, this woman left me on our wedding day. I want you to make her fall in love with you and then reject her. Yeah. Yeah, I remember this Yeah, story. so the good option is to in fucking destroy the rejection note and instead marry her. So I did. Yes. And I was like, hell yeah, I feel good about myself, you know? <laughs> um, Don't hurt people because they're spiteful ghost yeah. exes. And at the end of that quest, when you marry her and go back to the ghost, he goes, I'm not mad, actually. I'm I'm actually quite happy. Because what I saw is, uh, like, what I did was for killing myself after she said... Uh, or after she walked out, that was the wrong thing to do. You need to take care of her. Like, oh. like I am happy that she was able to move on. That's and nice. it's super sweet, right? Yes. Yeah, so um, after a bit of time in-game, yeah. I went back to the region where mine and her home was, and she just pops up out of nowhere and goes, Mother was right about you. I'm leaving you. And I'm like, what the fuck? She then left the region... And a pop-up appeared and said, your spouse has left the region and divorced you. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I was so confused at that point. I was like, what? You just got dumped and divorced yeah. in one singular movement. Yeah. 
But before she left, I was able to go into one of the menus that uh, where you can find the stats about like your different families and stuff. Yeah. And it said, your spouse misses you. She divorced me because she missed me. Yeah. Women, please be honest about how you feel. Yeah. Please. And <laughs> if they can't handle it, then then you can leave yeah. because they're terrible and they don't care. But, but like if they're just just be like, "Hey, I miss you." It's like, "Oh shit, okay." <laughs> yeah, don't 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 Men do that as well. I just want to say don't be a dick and just leave. <laughs> There's such a thing as words. Communication and is And get them out there, even if it fucking sucks. Yes. Because I hate asking for help, so, and I had to do it recently. I love how this turned into a life lesson. Life lesson, don't be a dick and ask for <laughs> help and tell people how you feel, even if it sucks. Yeah. It, it is what it is. Exactly. Okay. So, a uh, little cool thing that they had, a uh, little online player spheres, that's what I'll call them. While you're playing the game, even today, if there is a person on your Xbox friends list also playing the game and you happen to be in the same area, a little orb of their Xbox avatar and their name will pop up just go into where they're moving. Uh, yeah. Cool. So while I was going through Bowerstone, Old Town, as a young adult, Harley was starting the game. Okay. So I passed him through the slums and his orb was just floating around. And we had a little, oh, hey, man, sort of thing. And then he went, get out of here. This is my area. I'm like, you're a kid. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was just funny to see his orb next to a fence. And then he just, like, pops back around. And it's like, oh, hey, man. <laughs> it's just a little orb. It isn't his character or anything. It's just his profile picture avatar just, <laughs> just moving funny. around. It's hilarious. So, if you and your friends are playing the game and one of your other friends happens to be on the game, you can just see them floating around. It's functional. Yeah. Uh, so I do want to say this is one of the most inclusive games I've ever played. Mm -hmm. You can be straight, gay, bi, asexual. You can cross-dress. Sweet. In the game. You can uh, wear, I didn't think of the other, uh, another way to say this, but the other gender is hairstyles. So, like, if you're a male and you want, like... Style. Yeah. You can style your yeah, hair. Yeah, style your hair. Perfect. Yeah, you can do the other gender's hairstyles, and it's like, you oh, hell yeah. Style your hair as you please is it, what I'm hearing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, some of the NPCs will not flirt with you because they're not interested in your gender. So some NPCs are straight, some are gay or bi or asexual. Like they just don't care. Exactly. The get the Lionhead Studios fucking props to you for being like if you want to be gay or bi or you know polyamorous. As our state's motto states, forward. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like if you if you want to do that, by all means. If you want to be a whore and just sleep around, go for it. They sell condoms in the game. That's amazing. Right? Practice safe sex. Exactly. Or oh. when I was walking through uh, the Bloodstone, I think. Yeah, the uh, port town. Yeah. I was just walking, and then all of a sudden a little pop-up went, a prostitute has proposition to you. Use the thumb-ups actions to accept or so, thumbs down oh, to shit. decline. Okay. And I was just like, oh. And I turn around. It was a male prostitute. Oh, shit. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, shit, okay. Yeah, so it's fantastic when you're sitting there and, you know, you're 
you can focus on one person and you do like little emotes to you know try and get their opinion of you up and you can flirt with them do a little winky wink a little kissy kiss yeah one of the <laughs> things you can go like you can just do that oh okay yeah and you can flex and be like yeah you know that sort of thing it's fucking it's great how they did flirting in this game <laughs> but there was one time where I was flirting with one of the gypsy women, right? Okay. And one of the gypsy men mm -hmm. came up and he was just like, oh, I really like that. And I was just like, well, hello. <laughs> I was like, fuck this. Hi. <laughs> so, <laughs> like. You also did the thing where you were doing that um, easy, what's it called? You were basically. Making money? Are you talking Smithing. About? Oh, yeah. Blacksmith. You were being a blacksmith. And. People just showed up and were like, hey, you're yeah. real strong. Yeah, but also you were, like, making sexy eyes while you were hammering. Oh, yeah, the g guy, he just kind of squints in that, like, sensual, just like, I Yeah, and it's like, one, two, three, in the pot. Yeah, next one. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> why, is, why is your character looking so sexy as shit, people? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one it's thing I do want to mention that's cool about this game, and I think they do include this in uh, the third one, mm -hmm. uh, you can, of course, buy properties and businesses. If you buy a house, you can rent it out. Nice. And uh, for the businesses, I have two businesses. Every five minutes, I make 198 gold, even if I'm not playing the game. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> So I can't imagine making $198 every two minutes. Yeah, five minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. Even then, I don't yeah. care. More so, money every five minutes. So what the game does that's cool is you are able to just like, oh, shit, I'm not going to play the game for a, like overnight, obviously. Yes. So the money's going to accumulate while you're offline. Yes. It's fantastic. And um, there was there used to be a glitch, at least on the Xbox 360, that you could change the time of your uh, Xbox to be like the max that it would go to, okay. and you would get all the money from like that time. Shit, all and, right. just, <laughs> and it's like, oh fuck. You're loaded. Yeah. So there was that like glitch uh, exploit thing that you did. I don't know if you can do that on Xbox. I don't think you'd be able to while you're connected to online. Xbox One is what I meant to say. But if you're not connected to online on the Xbox 360, you could probably definitely do it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and just make a shit ton of money. If, it, if it's not, like, obsolete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, with that, my overall thoughts, much better than Fable 1. You could actually finish it. Yeah, <laughs> if I did. Um, I had a blast playing it. I actually kind of rushed through it, and I'm going to make a new game and go through it at my own speed. Okay. To just get the full, like, I'm going to play all the side quests and all that Are stuff. Are you going to do an in-depth Patreon kind of thing then? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I had a blast playing it. It's a solid 9 out of 10. Beautiful. But, yeah, the reason I'm kind of docking it is a few points is because the final battle wasn't a true battle. And also those, like, weird glitchy moments. Yeah. Yeah. I remember witnessing one. Yeah. But, yeah, that's that's Fable 2. Okay. On to Fable 3 next week. Next year. Next year. <laughs> Which is next week. Yes. Um, <laughs> I hope it's next year sometime soon. Um, yeah. So, uh, with that. Don't you... mind the adjustments, guys. Yeah, please. Sorry. <laughs> so, with that, you can follow our Twitter. At Turn and Mash Pod. You can join our Facebook group. Page Turners and Button Mashers 
podcast. Yeah, join us. Come chat with us. Please. Yeah. Uh, follow us. Follow us on Instagram at Page and Buttons Podcast. You can follow us on TikTok. Page Turners Button Mashers. You can subscribe to our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Page and Buttons Podcast. Which, please, guys. If you want us to, like... While podcasts do come to you for free, they aren't free to make. Yeah, we really need your guys' support. If you are so inclined, very much given back to you as well as far as content. Yeah, when you subscribe to the Patreon, it's not just, oh, we're paying you to make content. We'll still make content. We're just... You will get stuff if you pay in return yeah like oh you'll get stickers or we can if you request us to we can give you a shout out yeah exactly um however we are not your monkeys and yeah (laughs) like well yeah you will be able to join (laughs) you'll be able to join my discord which is super cool uh there's nothing currently on it right now yeah but i mean me and harley are chilling in there so you get to talk to the infamous harley absolutely and he's got a scottish brogue yeah (laughs) it's beautiful so yeah you get to experience all of that goodness and more if you uh, subscribe to our Patreon. And you can also email us. Uh, page and buttons podcast at gmail.com where you can send us any of your own short stories, any of your uh, opinions, your gaming things. We'll read them on here if we find them really amusing. And we'll do a listener's episode once we get enough. Hell, so. send your videos of like funny glitches from games. I would love, love, love to see those. And if you can't, like, send it via email, upload it to Instagram or Twitter and tag, uh, tag us in it and I will watch it. Please. Because I want to, I want to see those funny... Got a busted thumb. I can't thumbs up anymore. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, you can also find us wherever you get your podcasts. I know, we've extended. Woo! Woo! So if you've had that friend that's like, well, I'm not going to listen to them because they're not on iHeartRadio. We are now! Well, we haven't gotten the confirmation, but we're about to be. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. So wherever you listen to us, tell your friends. I've been saying that a lot on every post. Like, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. If you have a friend that you think would enjoy a podcast about books and games. And being told that whole book from tip to tail without having to read it themselves. And then if they want to, read it themselves. Yeah. (laughs) Um... I do have one last thing. Okay. Before we completely close out. All right. I did get time to oh, myself. Oh yes, yeah, go. In a bookstore. Go for it. Um, these guys are local. Uh, they're called the Book Deal. Uh, shout out to them for giving me, or selling me ten books, for yeah. like forty bucks. Giving you the opportunity to go into a bookstore by yourself, by yourself which in the is a dream. Of a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, and they're doing it by appointment. So if you are in the area, please give them a look. Put down their, like, uh, go onto their Facebook and schedule an appointment. Yeah. And you get a half hour to yourself in, in a, a bookstore. Book Just enjoy it. Um, but, yeah, shout out to them. And I really appreciate Not a sponsor, but not great a sponsor. people. They are Greatest amazing. Greatest shout out. Yeah, they were, I heard about it. Super cool. <sighs> I I'm, I'm I will go back again, and yeah. once this pandemic's over, you will most likely end up finding me there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. With that, keep turning those pages, mashing those buttons. A bye. Bye bye. A bye.